Welcome to Grace in the Shadows with Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Well, hello, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Um, we are doing great. Just anticipating a new year coming about. Um, a lot of things have happened. Barbara Walters died. Yes. Yeah, I liked her. I did. I did. Barbara Walters died yesterday. She was 93. Um, That's sad. The oldest pope died. A lot of people uh, have died. People dying today never died before. That is true. That is true. I really like Barbara Walters. Though. I do too. Um, I, you know, she she really cut the path for women in television and and news broadcasting and. You know, I used to watch her on 2020. She was pretty fair. Yeah. Baba Wawa. Baba Wawa's. And then she started The View, which was pretty good when she was on it. But after she left. Oh, it, I don't watch Yeah, that I that. do not watch that show. It's just a little bit much for me. But anyway, all right. We would like to shout out to Atlanta, Georgia. Yay. Thanks, Atlanta. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for sharing. Those of you that live there are very brave, though, to be able to drive in that traffic. Every time I drive through Atlanta, I get nervous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. Yes, definitely. But I, I know that there we have uh, people that we know there that love it, and that is great. So thank you, Atlanta, for listening. Check out our website, graceintheshadowsor.org. Check out our email, Dr. Jonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. And you can reach out to us by text or phone at 251-244-4645. We would love to hear from you. And we do have an Etsy store where we're selling uh, merchandise that says Grace in the Shadows and other things that we're building along the way. And you can find that at shadowsofgrace.etsy.com. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, exciting. You know, helps we, us with mission trips. Yes, we're mission trips, and our dream to one day have a um, ministry. So yes, yeah. for ministers and missionaries, especially for the burned out, mm-hmm. um, just to to be there for them. So definitely, please um, check that out and. What kind of funny facts or strange facts do you have today, Dr. Beeler? Well, a sneeze travels 100 miles per hour. I've heard that, and that's scary, especially (laughs) with the coronavirus. Mine probably goes faster than that. Well, yours scares our dog. For some reason, our dog, every time you sneeze, he gets scared. And he's done this for years. He's a scared pup. He gets scared. But the funny thing is, mm-hmm. sometimes, like, if you're the only one here and you sneeze, he'll be scared, but he'll run to you for comfort after you sneeze. He's, he needs some therapy. He needs some therapy. <laughs> if I know a dog therapist, he's just a little special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. You have any more? 10% of the world's population is left-handed. Oh, I'm left-handed. Yeah. Yes, left-handed people. And you're in your right mind. I was about to say that. We're the only ones in in our right mind. You know, when you were in school, did you ever have those desks that had the chair with the, like, the arm with the thing? Oh, they didn't have many of those for you, did they? No. Yeah. I, you know, being left-handed, when you sit at one of those, you know, they're the ones that where you just kind of horse, not really horseshoe shape, but you know what I'm talking about. No, no. And... A right-handed person can sit on there very well, but a left-handed person cannot. And it was very uncomfortable when I had to write. So I always tried to find a different desk. But they did have some left-handed desks, but not many, which is discrimination. It is. They discriminized against us. All right. Do you have another one? Bob Marley's last words to his son before he died were, money can't buy life. You know what? That is true. That is true. It cannot. 
It cannot. All right. Al Capone's business card said he was a used furniture dealer. <laughs> I bet you he had bodies in furniture. Oh, my. <laughs> Al Capone. Was he the one that Geraldo, Geraldo Rivera tried to go into mm. his, um, was that him? Was it a house or something? He had a vault. I think it was. And they made this big thing of it, and everybody was watching, and there was, like, nothing in there. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was a waste. Yeah. Everybody kind of made fun of old Geraldo Rivera after that for a while. I remember when he got belted in the nose? Yes. He was always getting in the mischief. Yeah. Well, he's still he's still around, isn't he? He's still alive. Yeah. Just, I think I've seen him. He used to have a talk show. That was kind of a hot mess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So what? <laughs> we're, we're digressing. What would you like to talk about today? Porn. Okay. Yes. And Christians. Okay. Porn and Christians. Yes. Uh, a survey conducted by the Barna Group yes. revealed 68% of Christian men, 50% of pastors view pornography regularly. 50% of pastors? But even more shocking is that 11 to 17-year-old boys reported being its greatest users. And, and that is, is very scary because that, the 11, now uh, let's go back to the pastors. Mm-hmm. 50% of pastors. It's probably higher than that. And that's scary. They probably because they're honest. Yeah. And they're in the pulpit sharing God's word Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And during the week, they're in bondage gonna- to pornography. And then you go back to, the boys, eleven to seventeen, and you know their mind's not formed. Well, and, and and I hate hearing certain things like you know if you say, "Oh my goodness, this this boy is caught up in pornography. He's fifteen or whatnot," mm-hmm. and people will say, "Oh, boys will be boys." Yeah, I cannot stand that at all because yeah, boys may be boys, but it's not innocent. It is not an innocent thing. And we've talked about this topic before. We're going to talk about it today. Pornography can destroy right. Pornography can destroy people, can destroy families, and it's just not a thing. So please, if you ever hear of a young young man caught up in this, please do not make that statement and please help them. There's two extremes. Yeah. You, you hit them on the head. Right. And shame them. Yeah. And on the other side, you say, oh, boys will be boys. I think there's a happy love, assertive precautions. Yes. Not wet, not good, but we're going to help you through this. Right. So if you know of somebody that's that age that is caught up in that be their advocate, be their person that A, calls them out, and B, helps them get out of that um, so they're not stuck in that to continue the sin that can snowball right. from it. And to be destructive. How yes. destructive. Yes. So definitely grace is needed, mercy, the and the truth. But then you got to kind of play a hardball you do. and say, and we're, we're not going to do this. get to some ways to, to work yeah. on it too. Yeah. Is it possible to love God or at the same time? It's possible, yes. I think so. It's possible to love God and do other sins as well. I think it, Jesus says, oh, that's right. No man can serve two masters. Right. Yes. But Jesus said we can't serve two masters, not that we can't love two masters. Right. Yeah. You know, I think their history of loving God while struggling with personal demons mm-hmm. is is <clears throat> quite quite rich as far as documentation. Oh, definitely. We got Job. Remember, mm-hmm. why didn't God just kill me? Why didn't right. I just die at birth? Yeah, yeah. Uh, David, Psalm mm-hmm. 
38.4. My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. Mm-hmm. Moses. Moses. Murdered a man. Yes. Jeremiah. Old Paul says, I do not... I do not the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, I, I keep on doing. That's a tongue twister. It is a tongue twister. Yes. Uh, J. Guy Packer said it like this. Paul wasn't struggling with sin because he was such a sinner. Paul was struggling with sin because he was such a saint. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And when we're really, truly living for God and he is our personal Lord and Savior, we're going to struggle, but we've got to cry out to him. In that struggle. And when we say this, it's not saying we're not letting porn users off the hook because no. to bow to God in heaven at the same time is, is really double minded. Oh, yes, definitely. And it will take their peace mm-hmm. and take their, uh, well, it, it will hinder their walk. Yes. To say the least. It will. They will not grow in their Christian life and they'll actually, you know, digress away. But as we look at this, I think it all started in the garden with the mind, mm-hmm. attacking on the mind. Yes. Uh, do you remember some of the things Satan did to Eve uh, to get her to? Well, he lied to her, and then yeah. she kind of lied to him, made things worse than they were, saying, well, we can't touch the fruit. And mm-hmm. then he said, well, you won't die. Mm-hmm. You'll just be like God. And, and you know, God had told them that they would surely die. Of course, you know, death mm-hmm. began there. But, uh, yeah. She she was lied to. He lied. She lied. So the attack was on the mind. It was on the mind. Yes. You know, we are under a warfare. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, the Garden of Eden was kind of uh, freedom with God and was traded for a dungeon. Mm -hmm. But Jesus came to ransom us from that dungeon. Well, and, and where do we see people today trying to constantly entertain their mind? Yes. Oh, yeah. You've got those virtual glasses. You've got your phones. You've got your smartphones. You've got your iPads. You've got your streaming services and everything like that. And the metaverse and things mm-hmm. like that. People are trying to get into their mind and stay there and not live life. And Satan is so happy with that. Yeah. I mean, God took all this. Jesus took all this on. Mm-hmm. But Satan wants us to walk uh, in shame and guilt. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think that now those same ancient powers mm-hmm. that were here 7,000, 6,000 years ago yeah. are still attacking. I think Satan knows his time is short. Well, definitely. And pornography is starts off as a sin of the mind. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. It's not. It, pornography comes before uh, it comes before the. Um, the act, yeah, it starts in the heart. It does, heart and the mind, yeah, definitely, yeah. So I think we need to really guard our hearts, and we need to listen to the word of God. Yes, and you know, go ahead, because right now the whole world is totally uh, bombarded. Yes, by the media. Oh my goodness, and social media and technology. Yes, yes, yes. and it's just a click away to destroying and taking your peace. Definitely. Definitely. Let's go ahead and read. This is Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. 
Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. Now, later on, it goes on with all the parts of armor. Yes. You know, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the sword of truth, Mm -hmm. the breastplate of righteousness. But, But I want people to know, first of all, that we are not fighting what we see. No. No. And years ago, Frank Peretti came out with the mm-hmm. Out of the Darkness series and things like that. And it's old, old books, but I would say, and they're fiction, but I would suggest, you know, if you've never read those, pick those up because you can really see, mm-hmm. you know, it shows the realm outside of us, mm-hmm. Satan's realm. So, but there's some, there's some scripture and I think there's some weapons against, or I, I think they're, you know, Christians can absolutely struggle with this. And I think that uh, remembering who they are in Christ, uh, because I think the shame and guilt is 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 sometimes overwhelming for them. Yeah. And I think really finding who you are is, is going to set you free mm-hmm. so that you can redirect your walk to where you're not walking in bondage. Agreed. Agreed. Go ahead and read Romans 8.1. This is the first one. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What does no condemnation mean? If you're condemned, I mean, if you're like somebody's getting on to you, somebody is, is basically saying you're worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and But that's not true for Christians because we are his children. Mm-hmm. We are his. And so we can escape from these evils, these sins, because of who we are in Jesus. That's right. We are positioned as uncondemnable. We cannot be Mm -hmm. condemned because for us to be condemned, Christ would have to be condemned. And he's not going to be. And, And so nothing can separate us from his love. I love that verse. But Satan, when we aren't following keeping our eyes on Christ... This isn't just pornography, but this is anything. Yes, anything. When we put our eyes on something else and we are hard as somewhere else, Mm -hmm. he creates doubt and he creates uh, condemnation or feelings of condemnation. Right, and and he and his demons cannot possess us, but he can definitely stir us up and get our minds on things that are not of Christ, Mm -hmm. um, which is not good. I think the second thing is is Galatians 5.1. Go ahead and read that. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. And that's what sin is. It's slavery. Yoke. Yeah. When before Christ, before we're saved, and that's a miracle because God chooses us and mm-hmm. saves us, sets mm-hmm. us free yes. from the bondage and chains of slavery. Uh, and it says we're a slave in Christ. The only slavery that's freedom is slavery to Christ. Yes. That's yes. ironic. But it it's, is kind, of, it's kind true. of a mockery to. Yeah. But before that, we are slaves to sin. We love sin. I didn't come to Christ years ago uh, when I wasn't a Christian because I love sin. Right. Yeah. And so there is freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. He sets us free. He gives us peace, hope, joy. Uh, eternal hope so that we can stand firm and never again be submit again to the yoke of slavery. Right. Um, you know, and I think sometimes we go back to our old life. We do. Yeah. We do, which is sad. Not a good thing. 
1 Corinthians 6.18 Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Flee. Mm -hmm. Get out of there. (laughs) It kind of brings you back to uh, Joseph. Yes, and how he ran. Potiphar's wife. wife. Yeah. Yeah. Flee, run. Get away from it. Make it difficult. Jesus said, if your hand causes sin, cut it off. I cause sin, pluck it out. Yeah. It didn't mean literally. God will give you an escape, too. I don't know if you have that verse. Yes. Oh, he will always give you an yeah, escape. Yeah, he will always give you an escape. You just It's up to you to take that escape. And he wouldn't say it unless he had an uh, escape. Absolutely. Yeah, unless yeah. you could. Yeah. Go ahead and read this one, First Thessalonians. This is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. God is growing us. Mm-hmm. God has grown you. Yes. And he wants you to walk away from pornography. He wants to help you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not condemning you. No. He's not condemning you. He's helping you and convicting you and trying to get you to where you need to be. Right. To follow him, to live in grace and peace. Um, yes. John fifteen five. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is... He it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And isn't that true? Yes. If we don't have Jesus, we're nothing. And I think sometimes people with pornography or lust or whatever, even other sins, Mm -hmm. anger and and, uh, Mm -hmm. unforgiveness. Right. I think that we try to self-atone. Yes. uh, Because of shame and guilt. That self-atonement is kind of, uh, it goes right against grace. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But Satan wants us to dwell in that instead of in the freedom that that God offers to us. Um, go ahead and read the, the this one here. Second Corinthians five nine. Whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. Now, if we're focused on him, mm-hmm. we won't be focused on us and the sin that tempts us. True. Very easy. Yes. That's not easy, though, is it? No, it is not. No, it is not. Yeah. Go ahead and read Psalm 119, verse 37. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Now, that's that, that we can take that home. Yes, we can. Bank. Yeah, we don't need to be focusing on thinking about worthless things. We need to be focusing on Jesus. That covers a lot of things. That does cover a lot of things. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Read this one. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Wow. We are being identifying with Christ since crucifixion. Mm-hmm. We are crucifying our flesh. We're dying each day. Yes. Doesn't mean we're perfect, but no. it means that we're dying to the flesh so that we can live by faith in the Son of God mm-hmm. who gave himself for us. Definitely. Definitely. Some ideas. Okay. Get a plan. Get a plan. Mm-hmm. Fight lust, not just porn, as you mentioned. Yes. Um, and yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's okay. And you can't really, I know people can get away from this themselves, but it's exceptionally hard. Um, one game plan for quitting it and, and fighting this would be. Um, reaching out to a, a strong Christian, especially mm-hmm. a strong Christian counselor, somebody that can help give you tools and give you accountability. Um, the to secrecy quit. is, I think, the hard part. 
Uh, yes. Yeah. So just putting it out in the open with a trusted person, you don't need to, you know, don't go to same school and share. I got a prayer request and share it to, the, to everybody. You know, that's especially Baptist. That's our way of sharing gossip. So don't yeah. go do that. Um, but definitely find a trusted confidant that will help you that you can be accountable to and find a Christian counselor that you can work through this with somebody that has um, experience in helping people get out of this sin. Commit to biblical accountability. Read this verse here from Exodus. I think it's 17, 8 through uh, 12. A lot of people don't know these verses. Okay. Very good. After this, the Amalekites, who I can't read today, came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on the hilltop with the staff of God in my hand. Joshua did as Moses had instructed him and fought against the Amalekites, while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, Israel prevailed. But when he lowered them, Amalek prevailed. When Moses' hands grew heavy, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Then Aaron and Ur held up his hands up, one on each side, so that his hands remained steady until the sun went down. That's kind of comical in some way. Well, it is. It is. I mean, his hands dropped, and then, oh, now the Amalekites are winning the fight, but his hands are up, up, Israel's winning. So Someone, we, we need accountability. Yeah. To hold us up when we're having trouble holding our arms. And I think that I know that's why God put that there. So oh, we yeah. can see we can see that oh, Moses yeah. had that accountability. There's people that were helping him when he could not do it himself. That's cool. Understand and use power of prayer. Yes. Okay? Pray, pray, pray. Yes. Prayer of a righteous man prevails much. Yes. Yes. And but and as you just mentioned a little while ago, yes. get help from a therapist. Yes. Christian therapist. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would yeah. not. I mean, if you are a Christian, I would not go to a secular counselor oh, for yeah. this type of, of, you know, they'll tell you it's OK. Yes. So definitely you want to get a Christian counselor. Definitely. So I hope this helps. I know it's kind of a, uh, uh, you know, it, it is a private. I think this needs to be spoken up more. Yes, it does. You know, probably majority of people in church mm-hmm. are struggling and majority of people out there are struggling. Right. And I think that it needs to be talked about. We need to declare war on it as Christians so that we can. I mean, most churches don't have support with this. Well, and, and I'm going to say this right now. If you are listening to this and you are a pastor and you are tied up in this sin. Come. You, I'm a, I used to pastor. Please yeah. reach out to us. Check, you know, email us, call us, you know, text us because. Jonathan has worked with people with this sin, and I know you don't want your congregation to find out. And if it continues, that will probably happen. So please reach out to us, reach out to a Christian counselor, reach out to somebody that you trust absolutely to get out of this because it's going to affect your ministry if you don't confidential totally totally confidential totally. absolutely well thank you so much for listening today and don't forget that god can take your mess turn it to a message for his glory for your good and that includes porn absolutely yeah. goodbye okay that's it for now <laughs>